Well, welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? I have no idea. Do you want our little Clonic Kilty single barrel? Yeah, that's fine. That should be strong enough. Strong enough? What's going on? Everything's fine. You doing all right? Yeah. Uh, we'll dive into it all. It starts with a new lawnmower. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, I guess. Um, then we have to talk about the useless fact, and then we have the weekly update, which... Everything's fine. Good. I'll leave it here. It's fine. It's no big deal. Sounds good. All right. So, today's sponsors. All right, I guess I'll do it. Queen City Creative Works. Hell yeah, you are. Uh, married couple in Cheek to Vegas. They're a glorified, roid-operated-like Etsy shop. So, if you are interested in getting branded items, go to their homepage, queencitycreativeworks.com, and... Order our merchandise by scrolling to the bottom of the homepage, clicking shop now when you see our logo, and then you can pick up black slate rock branded coasters. You can also pick up a bottle opener, and then you can also get a branded water bottle. Queen City Creative Works is family owned and operated, and we appreciate all their continued support that we've continuously collaborated with them on for about three years now. Uh, Eddie's logo looks good. And then High Peaks Imagery, if you want to take your business marketing to the next level, have High Peaks come over with their first-person drone footage and capture a multitude of things between the inside of your facility and then anything else that you want to encapsulate with their drones. They are first-person, which is really cool. And uh, you can head over to highpeakimagery.com to get scheduled with them. Regarding uh, our whiskey, it is still available at Addy's if you want to pick up our single barrel. It's 60 bucks a bottle, and if you are within the state of New York, they can ship it right to you. Outside of that, useless fact, or do you want the lawnmower story? Let's go useless fact. What, what do you got for me today? All right. Uh, have you ever thought about when whales die? No. Right. So when a whale Hold dies- Hold on. Have you- So when a whale dies- No. Have you before you read this useless fact? No. This made me think oh, about okay, it. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Because, yeah, where do they go? They just wash up on shore and then some person chops them up and eats them? A little worse. Perfect. When a whale dies and its carcass falls into the bathyal or abyssal zone of the ocean floor, it can sustain a complex localized ecosystem of deep-sea organisms for decades. This is called a whale fall. So I don't know if you know this, but when humans die and they're thrown in the ocean to swim with the fishes, if they're not anchored by any means, like a brick and or cinder block, something, the gas buildup in the body is what allows it to rise Mm -hmm. to the surface, which is how most bodies are found unless they drain the lake, like Lake Mead. Anyways. Uh, I've never thought about what happens to a whale when it dies, but it's kind of interesting that that doesn't happen to whales. They sink instead of rising to the surface. Is it because, because all of the gas. weight from the blubber? I have no idea. Just sinks it down? No idea. So let's talk about this abysmal floor, though. Like, there's where is zones, that? There's zones to it, I guess. It's kind of like the uh, up top, you know, going into space. There's, like, there's got to be a bottom, though. There's Do the we have atmosphere, a- the stratosphere... Right? Like all those? Yeah. Do we have any idea? What is... My phone is dead inside. Long day of work. 
uh, is do we have any idea what the lowest point of the ocean is that we've ever discovered? Yeah, the Marianas Trench. How deep is that? Extremely. Marianas. Wasn't asking for your best guess, Mike. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mariana's trench depth. It's going to bring you up that emo band from the 2000s. My God. (laughs) Mariana's trench is not emo. They're like an acapella group, aren't they? No. Anyways. The Marianas Trench is, uh, let's see. Let's see. The maximum known death is 10,984 meters. 10,000. Hold on, let me pretend I'm Canadian. 84 meters. That's so it's 11,000, s- so it's about 33,000 feet. Oh, hold on. However, some unrepeated measurements place the deepest portion at 11,034 meters. If Mount Everest were hypothetically placed into the trench at this point, its peak would still be underwater by more than two kilometers. Good damn. So. No, that can't be right. Two kilometers? literally what it just says. At the bottom of the trench, the water column above exerts a pressure of 1,086 bars, more than 1,071 times the standard atmospheric pressure at sea level. At this pressure, the density of water is increased by 4.96%. The temperature at the bottom is 1 to 4 degrees Celsius. In 2009, the trench was established as a U.S. national monument. How did that work? Did the U.S. government just stand over there with, like, a couple boats, and they're just like, (laughs) this is ours ours now? (laughs) Where is it? The Marianas Trench? It's in the Pacific. It's a big big location. It's located in the western Pacific Ocean, about 200 kilometers east of the Mariana Islands. It is the deepest oceanic trench on Earth, and it's crescent-shaped, in case you wanted to know that as well. So... How deep is Lake Erie? It actually is very deep, but it's like a joke, obviously comparatively. But I thought Lake Erie was relatively no, it it is deep, right? Because it's it's one of the deeper Great Lakes because that's why it takes so long to freeze. Is that mm-hmm. correct, Amundo? I don't know, dude. I just make stuff up as I go, but it sounds right. No, it's it's deep compared to the others. Um, it's the fourth largest of the five. What's and, larger, Lake Michigan? Hold on. Regarding, oh, okay, so it's opposite. Regarding Great Lakes, it's the shallowest and smallest by volume of the Great Lakes and therefore also has the shortest average water residence time. At its deepest point, Lake Erie is 210 feet deep. Wow. 210 feet in Lake, or the Marianas Trench is 11,000 meters? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not even close. No. It's a puddle. It's a puddle. Lake Erie's a puddle compared to the Marianas Trench. It's a joke. But, like, what is the rest of the ocean like? Is there an average depth of the ocean? Have you never seen Drain the Ocean? No. On National Geographic? No. It's an, a, a tremendous series, and they talk they about it. they find whale carcasses? Well, they they use CGI, they drain the oceans, and they go over the topography of what's known already. It's fascinating. It's a wonderful show. So um, what's the average depth of the ocean? 
Which ocean? The Pacific Ocean. So many questions, dude. Well, yeah, this, this is a podcast, bud. Average depth <laughs> of the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Do people have these thoughts? I hope so, because we're spending time talking about it. <laughs> Let's see. Dude, it's so big. 165 billion. No, actually, it's not. 165,250,000 square kilometers in area, the largest division of the world oceans. And in turn, the hydrosphere covers about 46% of Earth's water surface and about 32% of its total surface area, larger than Earth's entire land area combined. Let's see. Its mean depth is 4,000 meters. Okay. That's wild. So they don't think that there's another point that's deeper than 11,000 meters? Correct. Which... I'm going to ask you another question. What is the radius of Earth? How the hell am I supposed to know, Eric? <laughs> and why are you asking this? Because I want to know how far into the Earth's core this Mariana's Trench goes. What is the radius of Earth? Yeah. 3,959 miles. Why can't they keep it simple and put everything into... Can you do me a calculation really quick? <laughs> Go to Google. <laughs> I understand what you need me to do. Translate that into meters. This is going to be massive. 3,000. You already forgot, didn't you? Yeah, it was 3 million, right? No, it was 3,000 miles. Oh, 3,000 miles, right. 3960. 3960 miles into meters. I, I understand the conversion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gigantic, dude. It's six. Oh, my God. Hold on. Let me add decimals. And then, No, hold on. I got to add commas. Are you stressing out right now? Yeah, dude, this sucks. <laughs> One, two, three, comma, one, two, three, comma. <laughs> Six million three hundred and seventy-three thousand two meters. Six million three hundred and seventy-three thousand? Yeah. Okay, so now six three seven three. Okay. So now take eleven nine. Eleven thousand nine hundred. Yeah. You got that? Divided by six three seven three million. Million. Eleven thousand nine hundred. Divided, divided by, by Six, three, seven, three million. So then zero, zero, zero at the end. Zero, zero, two. Equals what? Point zero, zero, one, eight, six. So this crevice doesn't even go 1% into the Earth's radius. Yeah, but it's the deepest known point of the ocean. Do you believe that? Yeah, because it literally did the math for us. So... That is saying that any land that we're on can go directly into the Earth's core six thousand. Like, do you understand it's, it's how right. it's it's uh, kilometers or kilometers is what the continental crust is about ten to so seventy. Now, crust sounds so good. Ten to seventy-five kilometers, and then you got eight kilometers of, <laughs> and then you got a hundred kilometers of. Another layer called like the astrophosphere, and then you have the mantle. These are all terms I've never heard before. Well, the mantle I've heard of before. The continental crust. I know that above my fire mantle. Pit. And then, no. You never heard of the mantle? 
I mean, I might have, but you, I forgot. You don't remember Earth Science at all? No. Oh, dude. Earth Science was my jam. I was more of a physics guy. Yeah, me too then. So the the mantle goes until about 2890 kilometers. Then you have the outer core, then the inner core, and then the core, which is like 6371 kilometers down, which is redonkulous. 6371. So that's the radius that you told me. Yeah. Does the cores shrink? Like, are we monitoring if the cores of the Earth are shrinking somehow? I don't think the core shrinks. Plus, the whole thing is magma. (laughs) Is the core changing size? Is the core of Earth... Like, does the Earth core happen to be like male's taints, where the more plastic we consume, the less it is? You know? Earth core is very hot. Very (laughs) dense. Center of our planet. Ball-shaped core lies beneath the cool, brittle crust and the mostly solid mantle. The core is found about... This is per National Geographic. New numbers. New numbers. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. I feel so stupid for not knowing this, but I'm fascinated. Okay. The core is found about... 1,802 miles below the Earth's surface and has a radius of about 2,165 miles. Planet Earth is older than the core. What? When Earth was formed about four and a half billion (laughs) years ago, it was a uniform ball of hot rock. Radioactive decay and leftover heat from planetary formation, the collision, acceleration, and compression of space rocks caused the ball to get even hotter. Eventually, after about 500 million years, our young's planet temperature heated to the melting point of iron, which is about 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit. This pivotal moment in Earth's history is called the Iron Catastrophe. The Iron Catastrophe allowed greater, more rapid movement of Earth's molten rocky material, relatively buoyant material, such as silicates. Nailed it. Water and even air stayed close to the planet's exterior. These materials became the early mantle and crust. Droplets of iron, nickel, and other heavy metals gravitated to the center of Earth, becoming the early core. The important process is called planetary differentiation. So is the core growing then? It's a furnace, bro, of the geothermal gradient. The geothermal gradient measures the increase of heat and pressure in Earth's interior. So unlike the mineral-rich crust and mantle, the core is made about... Entirely out of metal, specifically iron and nickel. The shorthand used for the core's iron-nickel alloys is simply the element's chemical symbols, N-I-F-E. In case anyone wants to dive back into the periodic table. I love that, dude. I'm, I crushed the periodic table when I was younger. Wow. Interesting, Derek. Um, so, C-5-O-Fum. I'm Iron Man. That's how I remembered F-E's iron. Ah. Uh, <laughs> the inner core is... Pencil broke, lead, PB, crushed it. What? composed of a radius of 758 miles that's insanity how what's that the core the core's radius is 758 miles also it's 9392 degrees okay so if we know four billion years ago 400 billion years ago the earth heat heating up so hot that's why we have this core in the first place right that's what you said yeah why is global warming thought to be like pollution and like we're heating up Earth's atmosphere? Earth's getting hot anyway. 
Right. It's just accelerating it. That's the whole thing that people are concerned about is that we're accelerating Earth's natural decline. I don't I don't know what Because is, people are talking about if we get rid of pollution, everything's hunky dory, but clearly not, because things are heating up anyway, regardless if we litter or not, or use coal or not. Well you know? apparently the inner core is growing as the entire earth yeah. slowly cools opposite of global warming the inner core grows by about a millimeter every year because it's probably taking in all the heat from outside the because inner the core, core is growing it grows as bits of the liquid outer core solidify or crystallize another word for this is freezing although it's important to remember that iron freezing is 1832 degrees fahrenheit Jeez. So the growth of the inner core is not uniform either. It occurs in lumps and bunches and is influenced by activity in the mantle. So it's like a cigar that's burning not evenly. Yeah. So growth is more concentrated around subduction zones, regions where tectonic plates are slipping from the lithosphere into the mantle. Love lithospheres. Thousands of kilometers above the core. The core will never freeze over, basically. But... That's where we're at. Do they know if Mars has a core? Here we go. Does Mars have a core? It has to, right? I'm sure. Like, is the planetary structure of Mars the same? It has a liquid iron core. So it's the same structure as Earth. Mm Mm-hmm. To an extent, yeah. Yep. So. It's surprisingly large as well. So so we might have already passed the lifespan of Mars. We discovered this news in July 2021. That's when NASA basically figured it all out. So uh, that's, that's how that goes. So it's kind of fascinating. Yeah. And then, oh, my goodness. That's Did you hear one. that? Jesus. Christ. I feel like I got to compete now. Ooh. Perfect. Kind of. Elon, yeah, a little bit. Elon talked about uh, increasing temperatures on Mars, and then he said there's a fast way and a slow way, and the fast way is basically dropping nukes in the poles, <laughs> the north and south poles, to change, to, like literally. And then he was talking about it on a, a late night show. It might have been Kimmel. And he's just like, you're a supervillain. You're 100% a supervillain. <laughs> and Elon just like laughed at him. But yeah, I could see it though. I dude, Elon's hysterical. He might pull out of the Twitter deal now. Why? Because Twitter was basically falsifying records and um, misleading the shareholders because of how many fake accounts and bot accounts exist within Twitter's platform. That the heads of Twitter then communicated with the shareholders that it's more successful than it actually is. So now. Elon Musk, when he bought it for fifty four ninety five a share or whatever it was, he's like, well, now it's not worth that much because you have billions of fake accounts. So what's going on here? So now they're re-looking at everything before the deal's finalized. Got it. So he might actually spend less money to buy it. Or not at all, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The – okay. Let's dive into the lawnmower. Yeah. I'm excited. I have a lawnmower. It was gas. I used ethanol-free gas. Someone told me you were switched to electric. So I was using ethanol-free gas with my lawnmower, and everything was hunky-dory. Did a bunch of tune-ups on it, sharpened the blade basically to the point where 
it got through, and then I, I knew because my buddy came, uh, Brandon, Patreon member, came over and he's like, "You're gonna need a new blade." I'm like, "All right, whatever." Got through the season, and then I'm like, "I'm fine with this year." Probably like the first half of the season with the current blade, and then I'll just switch and get a new blade, like no problem. Well, the issue is it just stops. And I don't know if it's because there's like an air bubble inside the gas line that feeds it. Mm. And it's so annoying. So annoying. Because I don't have time. I don't have time to tinker with a small block. Like I'm not tearing this thing apart. I just don't care. It's just not worth it. So I go on Home Depot's website. And I shot my local store. And I'm like, okay, what what are we looking at? So obviously we're living in uh Biden's America. So everything now is just redonkulous when it comes to pricing. Mm-hmm. So, which sure it's global supply chain issues and COVID. It's not because of the president. Make sure both. The price for a brand new gas mower that's like 21 inch deck, nothing crazy, push five behind is like 450 to 600 bucks. And I'm like, okay. Then I'm looking at gas, ethanol freeze like mid fours, just like everything else. And I'm like, okay. Then I'm looking at oil. Then I'm thinking about consistently having to work on it and worry about it and just whatever, right? Using like stabilized fluid in the winter. Like, okay. Then I look at the other two options that they have that exist for lawnmowers, and they have electric. Where you plug it in and you walk your lawn with a cord behind you. No. Like an ellip like a uh leash? No. Oh umbilical cord. Yep. Crushed it. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Then they have battery. So I'm like, that's very millennial of me to explore that option. Let's explore that option. So I explore that option. Ryobi has a lawnmower for the same price as a gas lawnmower. That's eighty volt. It's got two 40-volt batteries. So now our weed whacker, our brad nailer, is an 18-volt battery. Mm-hmm. All their power tools are 18-volt. Their, like, big boy stuff is a 40-volt battery, and then sometimes it comes to, with two of them. And I'm like, okay. So I'm standing there with Kelly, and Kelly wanted to go. And I was like, sweet. So we go to we go to the homo depot, and the guy was like, hey – what are you looking for? And I'm like, I know more than you. Kind of. And I was like, I got a couple questions on a lot more. And he's like, all right, sounds good. So he comes over and he actually knew like what was going on. Cause like he would just basically stood there in that whole section and he goes, so what is your first question? I said, what is the difference between this one for 600, this one for 500 and this one for 450? And he goes, all right, this one is, it's got like two batteries um, it's got two blades instead of one blade and it has like a longer runtime or whatever. And then they're all self-propelled. Like all three options are self-propelled. I was like, okay. So then he goes, this one has one blade, two batteries, and then, and self-propelled. And this one is one battery, one blade self-propelled. And I said, okay, got it. So obviously like always, the middle road option makes the most sense. Best bang for your buck. He goes, this box is shot. Go to the other display, buy the Pro Series counter or the Pro whatever, loyalty card, customer service, whatever. They have like a full Ryobi display. There's better boxes over there, the same thing. Just remember the skew. I'm like, all right. 
So we swing over, pick up the box, go home. And then I asked him, too, when I said, hey, if this thing comes with two batteries. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the charger included? He goes, yeah, it's all in there. He's like, literally the whole thing's already done. And I was like, hey, whatever that means. <laughs> go home, load this thing up, go home, open it. It's already assembled. And I'm like blown away because I was thinking this is going to be a nightmare yeah. trying to figure this thing out. And then, so I pull the thing out of the box, drop it down. Everything's already there. There's a little handle. So and the handles like collapsed in on the mower deck. So I was like, "That's weird." So it's just like this. Like you just use common sense. I'm staring at it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, what's this handle for?" And then there's a little tag. So I look at the tag, and it's like handle release bar. I'm like, "Okay." So I press the button. The whole handle swings up, and it locks right in. I was like, "Okay," like I'm ready to rock. So then I'm staring at it, and I was like, "Where do the batteries go?" And then I look, and on the top of the actual like mower. There's this whole compartment, and I was like, well, that makes sense. Like, it probably goes in there. So I'm looking at it, and then there's, like, a natural opening where you would just, like, fit your hand in and then pull it. Mm -hmm. So I do, and there's this, that's the battery compartment. I was like, sweet. So then I go back into the box, find the two batteries in the charger, plug them in. I charge each battery for an hour, right at a rock. I was like, sweet. And then all I had to do was put on the the shield for the... um, Shoot. Yeah, for the shoot. So I put that on, and then there's a I mulch, and so for the mulcher, there's a plug. Basically, it's a piece of plastic. So I put that on, uh, and then I'm just waiting for the batteries. And the whole thing was done. It took like three minutes. So batteries charge, put them in, and then I go to the front yard, and I was like, all right, let's do this. Like, let's see how this works. And it basically was just, like, smiling and staring at me. And it's like, yep, I'm ready. Just, like, press this one button. So I pull the normal handle to the other handle, like normal. And then there's two other levers that you put your fingers on, and then that's what self-propels it. And then I was like, well, how do I actually activate the blade to turn this thing on? And then there's one giant green button in the middle. And I was like, that has to be it. So I touch it, and it literally sounds like a helicopter. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> So I start walking the lawn, and it ripped, dude. My lawn literally looks like a carpet. It's ridiculous. 
it better than the gas would have done. Yeah, it's because it's a brand new blade. It's dude. It's it's an even cut all the way around. It looks unbelievable. So I just ripped through my front lawn in like 12 minutes, and I'm just laughing. I'm like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Now all I have to do in the winter is just bring the batteries downstairs. Whoop-de-doo. That's where all my tools are anyways. And I'm done. Can you- And now I don't spend money on gas. But what if you move and you get a bigger lawn? Are you still going to keep it? Well, yeah. And then I'll just get like a- How big's the blade? It's 21 inch. 21. It's mint, dude. It's mint. You got to see this thing in action. <laughs> Dude, it's really cool. So I got that, and now I'm looking. They make battery-operated snowblowers. Yeah, I saw that. I was going to get – but the thing with snow is that our snow here is so heavy. That's what I'm worried about. I don't know if they got enough juice. Because is there a horsepower rating on this snow or this lawnmower? I don't know, right? Is, well, is no, there a horsepower really, ratings on electric? It's 80 volt. I don't know what that translates to for exactly. horsepower. Exactly. I know. I'm old school. I don't either. Like, I don't know how that works. That was my first question. Like, does this thing have enough juice to throw our snow? You know, this isn't South yeah. Carolina snow, right. my bro. Like, we're throwing <laughs> some real... Especially when the plow is come by and they really pack that in. That's mm-hmm. not working for that. You got to shovel that. Yeah. You, gotta, you need an Aaron's 8.5 horsepower snowblower. You know what I'm saying? And that thing eats it. Yeah. So I'd be interested. Are you gonna? Are you thinking about it? Because you are in the market for a snowblower too. I know. Right? Yeah. I just I gave mine to my neighbor. How much is yours? Or how much would the electric one be? I don't know. Let's look at that now. I've never actually priced a battery operated snowblower. I just feel like it can't do that good of a job. You know, like even the. I'd be interested to see like. What the actual lifespan is of your lawnmower? Is there a rating on how long those batteries last? I mean, dude, I've I got power tools with batteries that have never been replaced. Well, no, I'm saying like for a continuous mow. Like I have a third of an acre. Would it do mine? Oh, my runtime's an hour and a half. Oh, okay. So how long does it take you to cut your grass? Like about an hour. Yeah. Yeah, my runtime's an hour and a half. The problem is, though, you forget to charge it one night. So here's my story. I, I, I don't, though. Here's my story. I was getting ready to weed whack. I need a new line because Ryan will be weed whacker. And it just, the the line on the weed whacker goes so quick for me. I think it's because of the quality of it and how thick the grass is. Like it just eats the, the line up like crazy. And you can't buy like a heavier line, right? Ryan doesn't make those. But anyway, so I get the first lawn cutting of the season i bring the weed whacker out i get like halfway down my driveway edge in the driveway you know because i'm so anal when it comes to that driveway line yeah it has to be perfect because someone has to drive by and be like this dude knows what he's doing i bet he's got new balance inside that's what i need people to think when they're driving by my house so i go i start doing it halfway down the thing dies on me i'm like son of a gun sucks so come in here put the battery on the charger leave and then I go inside. Next time I come out, because I'm going to bring my lawn down this year. Normally, I'm about three and a half inches, three inches yeah. of grass. Yeah. I think I'm going to bring it down to like one and a half, two inches this year. Why? Because I'm I'm toying with cutting it short this year. All last year, I had so many bugs in my lawn. And I think it's because my grass was so high. I like the way it looks, but I had too many bugs. And Cleo would eat the grass then throw up. So I'm going to try to bring it down to like one and a half to two inches this year. Okay. See how it goes. And I'll water it. I'll do all that stuff to make it look nice because I'm not, I'm not going to let it go to shit just because it's short. So I come back in, charge that thing up. Next time I come out to mow, 
try to get it down to three inches because it was at four because the springtime here sucked and my whole lawn was like a pond. So bring it down to three inches, grab the weed whacker. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yep. I got the weed whacker all charged up, go down the driveway, dies again. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? The weed whacker died again. I'm like, I got to replace this battery. Come back in, charger wasn't plugged in the whole winter. I'm like, well, that's why. I was putting the thing on the charger, but the charger wasn't plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> because I unplugged it for these lights. <laughs> I can't with you. So that's where we're at. So now it's charging. I'm going to probably mow tomorrow or something or some other day because tomorrow is actually packed. But I'll mow maybe Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Thursday is your next day because yeah. the next two days are busy with the and pod. Right now it's probably back up to th- three inches again. I know. God dang it, dude. So I found, to answer your first question, I found an 80-volt snowblower. At Lowe's for 350 bones. I mean, that's not bad. If you want an actual gas one, you're probably looking at close to a grand, right, at this point? Yeah, like 1,300, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's 22-inch clearing width and 30 feet snow. Discharge quickly. Clears heavy snow from sidewalks and driveways. Brushless motor maximizes runtime performance and offers longer motor life to tackle the toughest winters. It's a two-speed auger, and it's got 180 degree rotating shoot mm-hmm. obviously you need led lights my lawnmower also has a light bar on it that's pretty sweet i it's so unnecessary <laughs> i'll never cut my grass at night um battery and charger sold separately all cobalt 80 volt batteries fit all cobalt 80 volt tools so you would have spare that wouldn't be bad because then you buy your snowblower and then you have four 40 volt batteries that you can keep swapping in with your lawnmower if they run dry it's the same as ryobi though so right so let that's me, what i'm saying oh this is cobalt i gotcha yeah. i gotcha so I gotcha. let me check with ryobi battery snowblower is this what life is this is sad right this is like sad. i hope someone's at least enjoying this conversation Cordless snowblowers. Cordless snowblowers. Ryobi. Home Depot. Because we want to try to get out of politics. That's the whole thing here. We don't need to talk about how Biden was in Buffalo today. No one cares. We want you guys to tune into this show as a relief from normal life. Sometimes we get a little bit, oh, this sucks because this happened. And I'm sorry. But if you look, we're trying to create something here where you can come to us and and just tune out the world for an hour. So that's kind of why we're talking about this. Hopefully you relate to some of this. And if you do, if you have one of these snowblowers or lawnmowers or any problems with your weed whacker dying on you in the middle of your weed whacking journey, leave a comment down below, like this video, and please subscribe. Do they have one for $1,300? Holy crap. Is it still 80 or is it like it 120 looks, at this it, point? It looks like a gas-operated snowblower, it really? but it's battery-operated. by uh, From Ryobi, sold at Home Depot. You can pick it up or deliver it. Self-propelled, two-stage snowblower, and it's 40-volt, brushless, cordless, electric, 24-inch, self-propelled, two-stage blower. It's only 40? 40-volt. So, but I want to know... Your lawnmower is 80. I know, it's 240s. That's what I'm saying. That's that's why I want to figure out, like, how many batteries can you hook up to this thing? Because in the photo, there's four of them. What? 160-volt? Four, oh, there's four sixes. Oh. That's annoying. That's super annoying. Especially because our weed whacker is 18. 
Yeah, why would they do this? If it was four forties. Can you imagine that thing is? I'd get rid of my car and just ride that to work. I you know, know what I'm for saying? real, dude. <laughs> All right, let me see. How many volts is a Tesla? A lot. Let's see. Can How you many? imagine it's like 80? It's like the same as the Ryobi lawnmower. <laughs> and it goes 0 to 100 in like four or point zero seconds. There's one of four. What? Hold on. For a Tesla? Yeah, hold on. 480 volt. I mean, your lawnmower is 80. You're almost there. I'm sorry. That's for a Tesla supercharger. You want me to make a phone call right now and get the answer? Yeah, if you could. An average Tesla uses 34 kilowatts of electricity per 100 miles. This equates to about 34,000 kilowatts per 100,000 miles. Okay. The device has a 94% efficiency at 240 volts and uses AC power from the grid. So, yeah, I guess. So 240? No, that can't be right because then the superchargers double. I know he's home. I'm calling him. Do it. Put it right up to the mic. Oh yeah, there you go. Try to talk on the phone with headphones on, Mike. Idiot. Hey, I'm currently recording a podcast episode live, so I have a I have a question for you. I just bought a lawnmower that's <laughs> eighty volts. How many volts? Is a Tesla. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like the lawnmower uses 80 volts. I feel like this is a dumb question, but it's not. No, it's not a dumb question. It's a great question. Who would know? <laughs> Let's call Elon. Call Elon right now. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You can email him then. <laughs> we need to bleep that out. Nah, man, it's fine. No, we are 100% removing that. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Because... Yeah, because it... Hold on. So you're on speaker for the moment. So we have... Don't say anything crazy. <laughs> you can charge a Tesla with a 120-volt home outlet for about two miles of range per hour. So if an average Tesla uses 34 kilowatts of electricity per 100 miles, it's 34,000 kilowatts per 100,000 miles. It says that the device has a 94% efficiency at 240 volts and uses AC power from the grid. If you couldn't tell, we're desperate for content, so. (laughs) We're not desperate for content. It's just, just a good question. Tesla car voltage. Let's see. Tesla Model S. I found it. Tesla Model S is 375 volts. The Model 3 is 350 volts. So your 80-volt lawnmower. And, and my lawnmower is 80. See, I don't know. It's wild. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, and dude, you're going 0 to 60 in less than three seconds. All right, we're going to finish up this episode. I'll let you go. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just would have lost a million dollars, and who wants a millionaire? I appreciate you. Now I know who not to call. Thank you. 
All right, love you. <laughs> Bye. Uh, so imagine if there wasn't a governor on your lawnmower. You know how fast that thing would go. <laughs> For real. Use all the kilowatts. <laughs> so um, sidebar note, yes, do you say I love you to your friends when you hang up with them? No. You don't? No. All all of us do. Really? Every. I'm surprised I don't do it with you. I do with the other Derek James. Wow. And I'm kind of insulted. Now. Yeah, I do. Literally, all of my friends I do that with. I only do it with Gina Obbs, my <laughs> sister, Nina, my mom. That's it. I don't even do it with my dad. We're just like, all right, see ya. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like a pound, you can't even shake hands because right? yeah. there's too much contact. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do it at all with my friends. You do it with every one of your friends? Yeah. Yeah. And not me? Wow. All right, I see how you, it is. Well, also because I know that that's not just like, that's not your thing. If I said that to you, you'd be like, what are you, Terminal? No, I probably would say I love you back. I love oh, you, yeah. Mike. Oh, yeah, I love you too. <laughs> you heard it here first? Okay. Have you always been like that? Or is it more of like an army so, thing? No, no, no. No, Thank God, you for no. Your service, by the way. Shut up, Derek. <laughs> This is like four episodes in a row. I, it's the worst. I'm crushing it. The the gentleman I called never served. So it's not an army thing. I've known him since middle school. We, I actually just had this conversation with him last night. I went over to his house. We had a cigar, made burgers, hung out, ca- catch up about life. What I do, I realized this. I just had, okay, this is part of my weekly recap. We just discussed how at my new job or at my new role within my job, I'm working, on average, about 48 hours a week. I'll work 6.30 to 4, five days a week. Most days, it's to like 4.15, 4.30, which is fine. I'm not complaining, and I actually enjoy every single aspect of what we're doing at work. It's fun. It's just weird that like 48 hours is just flying by. So I'm discussing with my coworker, who's younger than me, he's 27, I said, hey, I learned from experience A, B, and C in regards to being present, acknowledging that you are working constantly, that when you're home, you're not necessarily home because mentally you're thinking about A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. So if you're upfront and have those conversations with your significant other, it actually benefits the relationship. So I'm trying to like teach him those things and whatever. I fell into a, a... rut i suppose where so did you we were working so much that i would be in a group chat with my dad or my sister and they would say hey mike we know you're probably busy or working but on this day we are doing blah 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 at blah 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 and it got to the point where i would sit there and be like are they doing things without telling me and including me and then now that this is like of importance they're inviting me, but they just assume that, well, it's not, he's just like, he's probably at work. So like, what's the mm-hmm. point? So we'll just do this or this is big, but he's probably at work, but we'll still invite him just to be nice. They're not actually doing that. It's just me being insecure and needing mm-hmm. therapy and whatever. <laughs> like I didn't, you know, sorry, I didn't hug my mom for seven years. <laughs> so in that, I was having that discussion with him and then with, with who I just called, I would basically force myself to be present so i do things now that force me to be present where i have to enjoy that's why i like whiskey so much because you just have to just pause yeah speaking of which fill up i know another 45 minutes let's go so it's all right dude chill and it's the same thing with um 
with cigars. Like it's it's a wonderful opportunity to just decompress, sit there, not think about anything, and just do that repetitive motion of <clears throat> relaxing and enjoying a stogie. So with with him, that's what we did last night. Just went to his house, had a cigar. We always do that. We'll, at my last employer, every Wednesday night, Colleen obviously works late, so we would do that. I would just swing over, um, or he would come over, we'd make food, and then just sit on the porch and have a cigar and a drink. So, um, where was I going with all that? Um, about that whole I love you stuff. Oh, yes. So just finish it off. I am, dude. I can't, Can I reach? <laughs> I don't know if you know that I've been doing push-ups. So I'm starting to grow. I know. You touched my chest like you were impressed earlier. Well, I just wanted to give you a compliment, <laughs> Darren, because I love you. So the what him and I talked about last night was, do you consider your friends friends or do you consider them family? Family, 100%. So do we. So most people will have specific days where they hang out with like their sister and then like their sister's kid and like their brother-in-law and they have like family time. Whereas with me and him specifically, it's not out of the norm to just constantly be with a friend because that's what they are, but Mm -hmm. you just consider them family and they're at everything anyways. So with me, and I've had this conversation with Colleen for the last like seven years and well, I'm sorry, the first seven years of our relationship is I said, Hey, I know that you classify these people as friends. However, they are my family. Like, my friends are my family. They always have been since I was 13. Like, it's just a thing. Yeah. It's just like, that's my life. And I can't not have this person involved. Specifically, in that case, it was for the wedding, for the guest list. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're, they have to be there. It's on them if they can go, but they're 100% invited. So we're going to spend the money on the invite and whatever. And she goes, I'm just not used to that. And I said, welcome to the conversation, right? Like, this is this is what it is. So with us, it's always, it's automatic. We're just like, hey, love you, man. We'll talk to you later. Like, it's just part of it. But I've just always done that. I, I just always, since I was 13, all my friends are just like, love you. But I'm always, I'm super emotional. So I'm just like, I hug. Right. I hug hello. I hug goodbye if I go to an event. Whether it's friends or family, like, every single person gets, a, like, a, uh, a whatever, a greeting. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's just how it is. That's just, that's yeah, just that, it. Yeah, I mean, that's fascinating. I, I mean, I'm somewhat similar, but I don't, I don't know any of my friends that I've said that to, like, on a regular conversation. Like, there'll be one-offs where, like, one of us will do something, like, ah, oh, love you, man, like, that type of stuff. But it wouldn't be an every conversation thing. I've never even thought about that it's come to my mind where i've always slipped because i'm so used to being on the phone with gina that like i'm on the phone with tom and i'm like i was gonna say it and i'm like it's oh, tom. he would like, literally roast you dude, for he hours. would kill me yeah i'm gonna do it tomorrow at the gym i'm gonna do it and dude. he's gonna be like what are you talking about <laughs> he'll literally be concerned because he is a good person yeah so he'll ask questions about like he'll need clarifying questions yeah. i don't know i just when you go to a family event, do you say hi and, like, hug and kiss every single person when you walk into, like, a family event? Yeah. Like Christmas? Yeah. You have to go yeah. around the entire house? Absolutely. That was new it for Colleen. It forever. Yeah, she's not used to and that And then goodbyes, too. It's the same thing. So yeah. You got to say everybody. Mm-hmm. The only person that I actually did, actually, now that I think about it, Steve and I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily on the phone, but every time we hang out, it's always like, I love you, brother. Th- thanks for coming or, or whatever. Like it's always a if we hang out thing, but it's never been all over the phone. 
feel like that's the next step. That's like second base of friendship, you know? I want to do that with you in front of the girls and just watch them stare at each other. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Well, Colleen knows that you do that with everybody else, right? Well, yeah, but like she hasn't heard it with you yet. So it'd be like you're cheating on her with me? No, it'll be like, oh, they reached second base. <laughs> what a riot. It's so funny. I, don't, I think we're there. So we'll see. Oh, 100%. I mean, we've only been in a business partnership for three years. <laughs> All right, everybody, if you want to hear the next conversation, we're already getting a little loose. I mean, this is our second. Pause. Uh, yep. has <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with the conversation we just had. We're on our second glass of Buffalo Happy Hour Whiskey, which is quite hot. So if you do want to pick that up, go over to Addie's. Pick that up. It's $60. You can go on their app, download it, Addie's Wine and Spirits in the Google Play and Apple App Store. You can pick that bad boy up and drink with us next week when you hear the rest of this episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining. This is episode 142. Oh, my God. Is it really? No idea. Something like that. 141, 142. <laughs> um, maybe 140. I don't know anymore. But thank you all for joining. Please remember, if you are going to pick this up, drink responsibly, be a good person. And Michael. Do not litter. We're out. <laughs> You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.